what if one day in my mid fifties, I wake up and I'm like, what am I doing? Like, what have I done in my life? That's my biggest fear. Welcome to the Challenger Podcast. This is your host, Peter Yang. I'm a Waterloo and Berkeley trained engineer working in the Bay Area. Now armed with an MBA from the Haas Business School, I want to take on the world. But deep down inside, I'm struggling with anxiety about my career and my life. I'm seeking help by talking to some of the most extraordinary people that I have met, and let's find out together how they've navigated their lives. I've learned from their stories of how to persevere through the hard times and how to celebrate the good times. Hopefully, this can help you find an even keel as you're navigating your world. Hello, everybody. Today, I'm here with my good friend Ali. I've known Ali for a while, and she has always shown me what it means to be courageous, humble, and wise all at the same time. She has done a ton of awesome things. And、um, Ali was a co-founder and CEO of her own small business, and also she was a management consultant for several years, and is now managing large technical teams at one of the most well-known fintech companies in the world. Hey, Peter. <laughs> I've known you for several years now.、Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And I just felt like you're such a the person of varied experience and someone I think is such a store of wisdom.、Uh, what do you think in these experiences that you've had?、Uh, what What were some of the key learnings that you took away from from running a small business,、mm-hmm. being in consulting, being big tech? I think my biggest learning is to. To to never be afraid of failing and to always try early. Like when you have an idea, just try it out. One example was when I opened my escape room business. It was the second in California, and the idea came when I visited the first one in SF. It was fully booked, and we had to wait for like a month to get one reservation. And when I went in, the experience was amazing. At the same time, I feel like that's something I could also do, because at that time, escape room was such a new concept in the U.S. Everything like it was the puzzles were all paper based. I was in consulting before, and naturally, when you go into a business as a consultant, you would evaluate the business and see if that's feasible and how much setup cost it it, w- it would be. And I did some calculation. I realized this is something I could do even as a side job. So I did that. After a few months, we opened our first one. After a few years,、uh, I think now after I sold my business, we're now、uh, we now have three stores. So I the lesson I took on really early was if you think something makes sense and you've done your your homework,、uh, just go ahead and do it. Like nothing should stop you from doing what you want. And if you don't do it now, some else someone else will do it. And you'll be like, oh shit! I wish I did that before.、Mm, okay. The part of evaluating whether something is feasible or not. Did you learn those sets of skills yourself? Get some friends' help.、Mm-hmm. How did you overcome not knowing what to do in those early stages? Yeah, I think one consulting really taught me a lot of like the business fundamentals of running a business,、uh, even estimating your cost and return. Um, but I'm not saying you have to be a consultant to to do all those.、Um, as I was like preparing for my first consulting job,、um, I bought a book called "Cracking the PM Interview." It was a, P- a product manager、uh, interview book, but it really like over half of the content was about 
um, how do you evaluate a business or how do you um, evaluate if that's something you should per, uh, proceed or not? It's like making decisions. So I, I highly recommend that book if you're looking for having a more business oriented mindset that doesn't just help you to set up a new business, but it helps you to make any life decisions. Yeah, I read that book too. It's very good. Yeah. I think everyone should probably read that book. Yeah. Bestseller. Something tells me like that kind of mindset is not really new to you. Is there just something like the ability to try something new, take on a new challenge? Did that also occur to you like earlier in your life at all? Yeah, definitely. So I moved uh, to the U.S. when I was 15 and um, I started in sophomore in high school in L.A. And at that time, I was new to the country. I spoke some English, but pretty broken. I had three years to basically figure out what to do with my life after high school. So I was very goal driven and um, I asked around and I was like, I was like getting advice from my student uh, counselor, my friends, or like my peers who were uh, more familiar with the education system in the U.S., People were telling me, oh, you should go to the city college after you graduate or uh, UC Irvine was really good. And it's something that within your reach. When I heard that, I, I was just asking, OK, uh, what's the best public school in, in California? And people were like, oh, UC Berkeley is the best, but it's really hard for you to get in. Just don't think about it. It's, it's way, way up mm -hmm. there. I'm like, why is that? Like. So I, I really challenged that statement and I did my homework. I learned English really, like really fast. And I really tried to catch up with my peers. And I, from that day, I set Berkeley as my goal. Like even my old password, it was like Berkeley, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm really good at setting up a goal and doing whatever it takes to achieve it. And that really helped me a lot when it comes to like getting to the college I want or getting my first job out of college or switching career a few times. And throughout the journey, I also learned to first identify your goal and just don't care what others say, just, just do it, just figure out your way and you will get there eventually. So in that, in that journey, did anybody like doubt you, doubt you so much that you would doubt yourself? your ability to accomplish these goals? Many people doubted me multiple times. Even my husband, when I was switching career, he doubted me. He disagreed me a lot, but I used all as my weapon to work harder and to really prove them wrong. I think that was my biggest motivation. Prove them wrong. Yeah. wrong. I feel like I have similar thoughts on like, if there was a goal I want to achieve, I would want to try that to achieve it as hard as I can you know, regardless of whatever the obstacles in front of me. Luckily, I think I'm able to do that as well. And but on the contrary, sometimes I question if I'm able to achieve most of the goals that I've set, did I set those goals too low or too easily to achieve such that I did it? Although every time it does feel like a lot of effort, like hard work to grind through those things. But I wondered in my life how maybe I should have set those goals even higher even more bold even more out of this world you're being too hard on yourself <laughs> <laughs> uh, no i just yeah i just wonder about these things yeah it sounds like subconsciously you have this confidence about yourself that you would be able to achieve those goals you set 
you, you don't start doubting yourself or you start believing yourself first. And then when someone says no, you almost like, yes, it sounds like motivation, but almost like you don't really care too much where it doesn't waver your confidence and sometimes even add to it. It, it yeah. only adds, adds to, to my it. confidence. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's really good. Something tells me like that level of confidence helps you to get there in the end too, as a, in addition to just the hard work you're putting in that confidence drives you to completion almost. I think it's more stubbornness than... <laughs> well, okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> Stubborn and confident, it's, it's all good. Yeah. It sounds like that kind, that kind of mentality, setting goals, achieving it, has really, really helped you to your career so far. Now looking back again, uh, what would you say is sort of one of, that, one of the greatest failures mm-hmm. have you had? Let me ask this question in a different way. What do you regret in the past such that if I gave you the opportunity to go back and redo again at the cost of the rest of your life being forfeit, what would that thing be to go back and fix one more time? To be honest, I don't have great regrets from my past. I've always been very proud of my achievements. And if maybe someone else looking at my past and my experiences, that person will be like, oh, you did engineering for undergrad, but then you went to management consulting for four years. And then you became a product manager in the in the startup. And then you switched to become a technical program manager. You've done many switches, especially compared to people that have been in tech for their entire life. There are there there is a lot of cost, switching costs. Whenever you change to a new field, you you lose your connection. You almost start from uh, scratch. But for me, I think. I was so lucky to be able to try so many things in my 20s. If I, if I stick with, let's say if I started with tech and I've never seen the world outside of tech, I will have so much regrets for not doing that. So looking at my past, I'm only proud of my achievements and I actually don't have regrets. But come back to your initial question, what are my biggest failure? I think tying back to setting goals, I'm really good at setting short-term goals, but I'm yet to find long-term goal, mm-hmm. uh, say in 10 years, in 20 years. Like, what do I want with my life? What's my purpose in my life? I'm yet to find that. I've tried so hard. I've tried so many ways, but it always leads to setting very short-term goals, one year, within one year, that, and then achieving it and seeing like, concrete results or progress towards it but whenever it comes to long term I always wonder and I always get lost on what I want to do long term therefore Mm -hmm. even if I'm achieving my short-term milestones or goals if I don't know where I want to end up my goals may not even matter that's right what do you think is giving you the um, motivation to find those short-term goals I think one in corporate ladder makes it a bit easy, especially early in your career. You have different levels you need to go up to. And every few years, if you do a good job, you can unlock the next level. So it's like playing video games. You learn something new, you level up again, and you get rewarded. A lot of people, especially people in their 20s, when they first start in a career, they get stuck in this ladder climbing game. To me, it's a system that's set up by the companies and that's designed for motivating their employees, for fitting each person to this rubrics or metrics 
But if you keep doing that, one ladders plateau. Like when you hit your say thirties, forties, it's it's harder to go up every few years. Two is that that's my question to myself: Is that what I want long term? Or let's say if I get to level a hundred the day I die, am I gonna be very proud of it? Is that my purpose? Mm-hmm. It sounds like you're saying to yourself, "Not it is not your purpose to climb the ladder." Is that true? I think climbing the ladder should be a byproduct of something else, and that something else is missing for me. I'm yet to find what that purpose is. Once I find it, I think I will be internally driven to achieve whatever whatever I want. And if it's in corporate, the ladder will come. So, what are some of the things you've tried to find this new goal, new long term goal? Oh, I've tried everything. Like what? I've tried a career coach. Uh, therapist.、Uh, I've tried reading books. I've tried journaling. I've tried talking to friends, talking to peers, talking to my manager, talking to people much older than me, talking to my parents. Nothing worked so far. Nothing worked <laughs> so far. Okay. I think I'm finding piecemeals. It's really on me to figure that out. Others can only give me suggestions or ways to find them. But if it doesn't come, it or it hasn't come yet. But what about your parents? Have they? How have they helped you in finding more meaning in your life? So my parents are very different.、Uh, they divorced when I was young, and I was raised by my mom. And when I moved to the U.S.、Uh, at fifteen, I lived with my dad for three years. My dad is very free spirited. Like he doesn't care what I do. He doesn't care. He doesn't even care like what grades I get. All he care is. That I have the ability to love, to love others, to love myself, and to love life, and I really found it liberating because when I grew up with my mom, she's very typical, very typical Asian mom, wants me to do really well at school, wants to me wants me to study something that I can easily find a job. I don't blame her. It's uh, it's one way to protect your your kids. So that your kids can become successful when they grow、uh, grow up, but I feel like growing up with them or with my mom, I was very boxed in this Asian culture where you have to be good, you have to do well, you have to make a lot of money, you have to choose the right career and right husband. Whereas my dad, he only cares. He cares more about my mental health. He cares about like the the love, the spirit, the freedom, and everything else. It almost sounds like. Your career motivation in the in the recent past is like a reflection or guidelines given by your mom,、mm-hmm. and now you're at a point for which you're starting to question some of these bigger questions and actually wanting to answer some of the things your dad has left you. Finding your calling, meaning, happiness. Are you hopeful in finding sort of a long term calling, or do you are you going to be satisfied? If you stay on sort of these short-term、um, goal cadence in your life, my biggest fear for staying like short-term focused is: what if one day in my mid fifties I wake up and I'm like, "What am I doing? Like, what have I done in my life?" That's my biggest fear. So to have no regrets, I need to at least. Try to find my goals, and if I've tried everything I could, and I still don't have a long-term goal, then I think I will be at peace with it. But not trying hard enough, 
would give me a lot of regrets. So it sounds like you want to try really hard yes. to find this this long term goal. Yes. Um, and it sounds like you've tried a lot of things already. What if someone's and to be honest, like myself, is starting on that journey? What would you say? Some of the things that most helpful mm -hmm. that you've tried. Okay, one thing <laughs> that's really helpful that I tried is finding patterns of yourself. Like find out what you like and what you don't like. I talked about journaling. Basically, it was a very quick journal. The result is also very quick. Every day after work, you write down three things you are grateful for that day. And I was able to find patterns about myself quickly. It was a very self-discovery process. I realized things I am grateful for usually was uh, time spent with friends, with family, even with coworkers the value I add, the contribution I made to my team or to my friends. Therefore, I realized just after a few days, I realized, oh, I'm a people person. I should be like, no matter what I do, I want to be surrounded with people I like. I am happy or I feel fulfilled when I see my, when I see my impact on others. Uh, so after I realized that I started to focus on at work, I started to focus on working with more people. And even for my workout routine, I used to do physical training with my trainer. And I started to switch to tennis because it was, it was more social, I got to meet more people. So just uh, finding yourself learning about yourself, finding common patterns really helped me. And I realized I was it, the pattern was all even common between job and your personal life. Sounds like I should try that. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah. And you said like it was quickly. So like within like a couple months. Oh no, it was within two days. <laughs> you realize <laughs> two days. every day you're, you're grateful for the same thing. Uh, Very obvious. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah. Well then it sounds like you have found something. I guess. Yeah. 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 With, with the relationships that you have built valuable things it seems like it's the relationships that you have people and how to make those relationships more more beneficial for mutually, most people yeah mutually benefit yeah, beneficial for as many people as possible yeah yeah that's really good that's really good already ah uh, that's definitely uh, yeah i should try that starting tomorrow too yeah. i think yeah yeah because yeah. yeah, sometimes i find i would ask myself the same question where by the time that I die, what would be the few things that I would be so proud of that I would say this life is worth living? Mm -hmm. um, it's most often, I keep coming back to be like the, the either the relationships I had an impact on, the happiness I, have, I will have found and the happiness I will have brought to others will be the most important. It's likely not going to be about the status that we have achieved, the money that, that we have, um, but rather what we have done for others is the most important thing. And the thing that I will, we, we can say that we had a, we left a mark in this world in other people's hearts. Thank you, Ali. Yeah, thank That's you, Peter. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Challenger Podcast with Peter Gang. We hope that today's conversation with Ali showed you that you truly have the potential to achieve anything you put your heart and mind to. And it is completely okay to try things out despite what your friends are doing around you. 
And most importantly, don't be subject to the sunk cost fallacy where you think the amount of work you've already done for something is so important that it prevents you from starting something new. If you're doing some soul searching right now, you're not alone. Ali and her colleagues are too, and they're still working on it. Use some of the tools she mentioned, journaling, meditation, coaching, time off, whatever it is you need, go try it out. Remember, it's never too late to reflect back on the obstacles you've overcome, how much you've grown, and how much you have yet to do. We encourage you to take some time to prioritize your well-being and find your inner peace. Thank you for tuning in. Please comment and subscribe to the Challenger podcast. Join us for the next conversation about challenges and triumphs in life.